Welcome to the Burn Your Mortgage Podcast, a Canadian real estate podcast that shows you how to pay off your mortgage sooner and live well while doing it. Now, here's your host, Sean Cooper. Welcome to the Burn Your Mortgage Podcast. I'm Sean Cooper, and it's great to be back for another episode. On today's show, I'll be talking to Michael Schmidt. Michael is the Area Director and Chief Inspector for Housemaster Home Inspections of Toronto. He is a NIBI Certified Inspector and a member of the Ontario Association of Home Inspectors. Michael is Level 1 Certified Infrared Thermographer and he is trained as a Types 1 and 2 asbestos worker. Housemaster is a well-respected name in the home inspection business. Established in 1979, Housemaster has collectively performed over 3 million home inspections across North America, and they have been active in the greater Toronto area for more than 20 years. In my interview with Michael, we discussed the major benefits of getting a home inspection, the risks of skipping a home inspection, and some important questions to ask when you're looking to hire a good home inspector. Without further ado, here's my interview with Michael Smith. Hi, Michael. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Sean. Thanks for having me on your show. It's wonderful to chat with you. I was looking to speak with a home inspector for such a long time, and you seem like the perfect person to talk to. So super excited to chat with you today. <laughs> I really appreciate it. I'll try not to let you down. So for anyone not familiar, could you explain what a home inspection is, Michael? So a home inspection is an objective evaluation of the major components of a home. It is non-destructive in nature and it is visual in nature. I emphasize that it's visual because while we do bring special tools, we're not breaking down any walls or anything. You know, I bring a moisture meter to every job to help assess uh, moisture issues, particularly in the basement, but sometimes when I find evidence of, say, a ceiling leak or a wall leak on an upper level. And I also bring an infrared camera to every job free of charge to help me assess things. But that isn't a complete substitute for being able to see it. So because it's also non-destructive, we're not tearing down walls, there are some limitations to what a home inspection is. And then the last point that it is in evaluation of the major components of the home is that in general, home inspections aren't looking at cosmetics or superficial stuff. Scuffs on flooring, bad paint jobs, superficial damage to kitchen cabinetry, that kind of stuff. While that may be important to the home buyer, that really isn't the reason for a home inspection. And oftentimes it isn't something that is going to deter someone from purchasing a home. All great points, Michael. Thanks for explaining that. So my understanding from what you said is that you're basically looking at the major stuff like the roof, the furnace, structural problems, if they exist, stuff like that. Would that be a fair assessment and more or less the cosmetic stuff not looking at that? Yeah, absolutely. So when I'm doing a home inspection, I'm looking at the roof, the exterior, as you mentioned, the substructure, um, both in the attic and in the foundation, what we can see. We're looking at interior electrical, interior plumbing, 
Um, so running all the taps in all the kitchens, bathrooms, et cetera. And we're looking at the electrical system. We're testing a representative number of uh, outlets and switches and as well as windows. And then we're testing the heating and cooling systems. Perfect. Segwaying from that question, can you talk about the major benefits of a home inspection and perhaps why should you hire a home inspector like yourself as opposed to having your handy uncle go through the property with you? <laughs> of course. Well, there's another number of reasons to do a home inspection and we can look at it from a number of different perspectives. I'm going to maybe take it from the first perspective, or maybe I'll list three perspectives and then I'll take it from the first one, is you can look at it from the perspective of a buyer, which is my primary client. I'd say 80% plus of my business is buyers um, purchasing new homes or new homes to them, resale homes usually. And then sellers, it also has benefits to the seller. And then of course the real estate agent on both the buying and selling side. But I'll focus on the buyers for right now, thinking that that might be more of your audience. And if you want to talk more about sellers or, or real estate agents, we can do that as well. But from a buyer, first and foremost, you want to get an objective evaluation of the overall condition of the home. We all know that typically we're buying a used home and therefore we can't expect things to be perfect. But at the same time, we want to know what we're getting into. And that's what a home inspection aims to do. So by testing all those different systems that I mentioned earlier, we're trying to give you an objective evaluation of the current condition of the home and what you can maybe plan for in the near future and maybe even more the extended future. It's also an opportunity for you to learn about your home. So maybe you're a new home buyer. You've never owned a home before. There's certain things that maybe you don't know about, basic stuff, but you don't need to be embarrassed. It's, it's something you don't know yet. So where you turn off all the power to the house, where your main water shutoff is, how to operate your furnace, how to clean the furnace filter. If you have a radiated system, how to bleed those radiators to make sure that your system is working efficiently. Even a seasoned homeowner may not know about radiators if they've lived with furnaces their whole life. So second of all, it's a learning experience for you. And then it's a way of protecting yourself. You've gone in, you've probably looked at the house, maybe you've looked at it more than once, but by actually running those systems and having someone who's trained to know what to look for and also has the experience of looking at many different homes, some similar, some dissimilar, we have the knowledge to tell you if those things are operating right and maybe what you can anticipate if things are going to break down and also what you might be able to anticipate on a broad scale of what the cost might be. And sometimes those can even be used in negotiation. First and foremost, I wanna make sure that my clients can plan ahead so they know how to best use their money. But sometimes there's surprises, things that they weren't expecting, costs that they weren't expecting, and they've already bit off enough. And if, if they take on any other expenses, that's more than they can chew. Sometimes those findings can be used to negotiate price or to negotiate repairs so you don't inherit other people's problems. Those are all great points that you raised, Michael. And speaking from personal experience, being a first-time home bar, I didn't know stuff like where the shutoff valve is for the water and about how to change the furnace filter. So it was just great to be present at the home inspection, which some home buyers decide to skip it, but I would highly encourage you to be there with the home inspectors so that you can take full advantage of and learn exactly how your property 
works. And also for the fact that you mentioned, it can be a good bargaining chip and it could be a way for you to plan for the future if there is any immediate home repairs or anything that will need to be repaired in the future. For myself, when I was looking at a property, I wouldn't have noticed this, but the home inspector pointed out that the chimney was leaning. And so that I ended up just getting a bit more information on that and found out that would cost thousands of dollars to fix. If I hadn't have paid for a home inspection, I wouldn't have any had any clue about that cost there. So I definitely think that it's well worth it for the peace of mind, uh, if anything, as well as the fact that you use it as a negotiating chip to perhaps get a lower purchase price. I want, I 100% agree. I 100% agree with your assessment on how you can use it, but also to your point of, of coming to the home inspection as a, as a client, as a buyer, but also as a seller. I sometimes work for people that are out of town or they're just busy and they can't make it. And while I do do those inspections and I try to have a conversation with them by phone after the fact, being there, you get so much more value. You can see the problem firsthand and Therefore, you can see if that problem is big or small. Sometimes like just being there in person, you can really get an understanding of scale, right? And what it means. So I 100% coming along for the ride is really good. And just some of these soft things, like you said, I don't explain how to turn off the shutoff valve or where exactly to remove your furnace filter in a home inspection report. But those are things while we're there in the room together, I can just point it out. And it takes two seconds but it's something that adds a lot of value. I would say the majority of home inspectors do encourage people to join along. Um, not all, but certainly at Housemaster, we really view the home inspection as an ed- education process. And so at Housemaster, we, we recommend, highly encourage you to join. And to your last point about negotiating price with that chimney, absolutely, people don't realize how much a chimney can cost. This isn't a chimney, but I recently did an inspection for a long-term realtor client of mine. It was a flip, nice house, expensive home. Many of the cosmetic finishings were very well done, but we found a lot of problems and she was able to go back to the seller and negotiate over 40 repairs on the property and also negotiate $15,000 off. Pretty incredible value for a home inspection, which I think she paid in the $500 range. So $500 expense, got $15,000 back plus 40 repairs, which you didn't have to pay for. It really is of great value. You know, I'm, I'm biased, <laughs> but, 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 um, but yeah, it can really go a long way to save you. Yeah, I mean, for speaking from personal experience, I'd definitely say that a home inspection is money well spent. We've kind of talked about what a home inspection is on a basic level, but Michael, could you talk about some of the other types of home inspections out there and what are some of the other things that you can look at? Of course, you can't tear down walls, but with technology, what it is today, perhaps you could talk about some of the other types of inspections you're able to do on properties. And Okay. I believe you're, you're probably referring to some of the ancillary services and additional like testings and offerings that we offer. Not so much like an inspection per se, but different tests that we provide. So we offer a variety of ancillary services. The primary ones that I find my clients take advantage of in downtown Toronto and and the rest of the GTA is mold testing and indoor air quality testing. 
indoor air quality is basically for mold. We also offer other environmental testing, like I can do asbestos sampling, I can do radon screening, and I also, as I mentioned, I have my infrared camera and I, I, do, I can do thermal imaging. And in addition, I have some subcontractors who do work for me, well and septic and wet inspections. And wet inspections are for chimneys. They're basically a code compliance chimney inspection. If you have that, you get a certificate and it helps you uh, reduce your insurance rate on your uh, fireplaces. But I'll go back to mold because that's probably my biggest one. It's the one that has the mo most interest from clients. And then it's also one that I think is most valuable. You can approach this two different ways. One way is, hey, we'll see what we see at the inspection. And if we encounter any mold or suspect mold, we can have it tested to see, confirm 100% that A, it is mold, and then B, tell us what type of mold that is, okay? That's a, a physical sample test with a swab or a piece of tape that we send to the lab. There is an additional charge for that, and the charge is reduced if it's done with the inspection. Sometimes when people do book an inspection, they book that kind of service in advance because they know that that's something they want and they know that they want the redu reduced fee. Indoor air quality is a little different. That's for something where either you are a mold sensitive person or you have suspicion that there may be mold damage or water damage in the property. And an indoor air quality test, among other things, it can detect for other air contaminants the primary uses for mold. And so you, you take a air sample on different levels of the home, you compare it to an outdoor sample, then it will tell you if you have elevated levels of mold spores in the air. Usually those elevated mold spores, they're proof that there's there is mold present in the home, first and foremost. And then B, it's usually due to some kind of other issue, i.e. water damage. And that water damage could be in the basement, it could also be in the roof, or you know, you could have a ventilation problem in the attic, but that's a way of detecting it if you can't see the mold. If you're not seeing visible signs of mold, an indoor air quality test is a really great way of assessing that. Again, there is an additional charge to that. It depends on the number of levels of the home and how thorough you wanna be about that type of testing, but you do get it discounted if you're doing it with a home inspection, or we can just come out by ourselves for the mold sampling. One example that I might give is that there was a, a recent story on CTV in Toronto about a family that did a home inspection. I don't believe they did a mold inspection, but they did a home inspection. It's alleged that the builder actively tried to hide mold damage in the home. The home inspection, being a visual inspection, some of those limitations that I noted at the beginning, did not discover the mold. But after the family moved in, they became very ill. Their children did. And they came out, they did further testing, and they found that it had black mold, toxic black mold. And they had to abandon the home. The family had to move out. The uh, mold remediation company said, now that your possessions have been here, it is not safe to take them with you. They had to give up their furniture. And because it was deemed a pre-existing condition, their insurance is not covering it. Things like this can go a long way to protecting clients. So on top of a home inspection, if you do think there's been damage or you're sensitive or there's signs of previous damage, oftentimes it is advantageous to go forward with that further testing. 
Yeah, thanks so much for sharing that story, Michael. I mean, just from a cost-benefit analysis, I certainly think in a lot of cases it would make sense to get a mold inspection done because for the relative small cost, certainly thinking about a worst-case scenario of having mold, just for that peace of mind, spending a couple hundred dollars or whatever the cost is, it's better than discovering that there's mold later on and then having to get rid of all your furniture and, and, and possessions and having to spend thousands of dollars or even tens of thousands of dollars to bring the house up to code and clean it up. I mean, you could have avoided that in the first place by just getting that mold inspection done. So I certainly think that it's something that all home buyers should consider. Yeah, for, for sure. For sure. And it's funny what you find. I have done inspections on people who have told me they have had water in the basement. They have told me they believe they have mold problems because of the past seepage issues. And then we find they have no mold. In fact, they had, because the air sample test can isolate other air contaminants, um, they found that they had a large dust and pollen issue. And that was their problem. Alternatively, I've been into brand new homes. These people were just sensitive. They wanted to get the whole shebang. We did the mold test. We found mold. And I was really shocked that in a virtually brand new home that was demonstrating no water issues at all, we found evidence of mold. And therefore, they were able to take the additional steps, do the additional testing, take care of it for them. And one thing that I will mention for the real estate agents who might be listening to this, but also for buyers, is that when I encounter visible mold, sometimes it's worth getting that test. Even if you're like, you want the opinion of a home inspector, I can never tell you for certain that it's mold. Yes, I've seen a lot of mold and I can be 90% sure that that is mold. But sometimes you just want to spend that by the way, contact sample test with the home inspection is $150. That's what I charge. So for that $150, you get definitive proof that it is mold. And then you get definitive proof that it's what type of mold that is. And that can be a very valuable tool in your negotiation process. Say you want help from the seller to clean the mold before you move in. Say it's in an attic, and that can be a couple thousand dollars or more to remediate the mold attic, like anywhere from, say, $1,500 to $3,500. That $150 can go a long way to definitively proving that that is mold. Because sometimes, while I think most home sellers are very conscientious and on the up and up, some will just refuse to accept that that is mold. They'll say, I've been living here forever. I've never had a problem. It's not mold. It's just staining. But if you have that proof, it's a wise investment to move it from a maybe to a 100% it is to help you at the bargaining table. Wonderful. Thanks again for raising all those great points. So moving right along, we briefly talked about what a home inspection involves, but people buy different types of properties. Perhaps you could touch on what you would cover in a house inspection versus a townhouse inspection versus a condo inspection. Oh yeah, of course, of course. And I'll even add some other inspections to that as well. At Housemaster, we do home, condo, townhouse inspections, as well as pre-listing inspections for sellers. So get an inspection in advance to present to a buyer, as well as home maintenance inspections for homeowners. So they're not planning on buying or selling, but they just want to know more about their house. In general, the basic home inspection my standard home inspection is going to be the same home inspection for a home, a pre-listing, and for a home maintenance inspection. 
I always talk with my clients to find out what their concerns are and what their objectives are so we can make sure that I pay special attention to those things. Granted, I have a very thorough checklist that I go through on every home inspection. And so I'm going to be covering it anyway, but it's always good to get an idea of what my clients are thinking off the top. Now a condo, I'll start with the condo uh, or I'll move next to the condo. A condo inspection is a little different because as you mentioned, Sean, when you're purchasing a condo, while it is your home and you do own it and there are certain things that you're responsible for and therefore there's certain risks that you take with things wearing down and breaking down, you don't own everything in the condo. Condos have what are termed as common elements, things like the whole building as a whole, the roof, the siding, Oftentimes on a condo apartment, the windows are covered by the condo corp, the lobby, the parking area, the pool or tennis court or whatever you might have, the locker. These are things, even though you might own it, these are things that are not inspected with a condo inspection. Condo inspections, therefore, do take less time and they do cost less money. But when I'm doing a condo inspection, condo apartment, I'm uh, looking at basically just the interior. Now, if I see a giant leak in the parking lot, or if I see a, a leak in a hallway as I'm coming from the elevator to the uh, unit, I'm going to tell you about it, of course. But basically, I'm going to be focusing on just the unit itself. So now I'll move back to the in-between space, condo townhouse. So Mike, what's the difference between a condo townhouse and a home inspection or a condo townhouse and a condo inspection? Well, it's somewhere in between, but I treat it just like a house. I basically charge the same amount that I would charge for a home. Generally, it's cheaper because it's a smaller a footprint and it's also typically a younger property. You do get a bit of a break on price, but I treat it just like a house. A condo townhouse is similar to a condo in that there are common elements that are not the direct responsibility of or the homeowner and the, the purchaser. That said, every condo townhouse is different and I never know what you own and what you don't own. What you might own 20%, but what you own 80%. Because every condo townhouse has a little different formula. It has to do with the condo corp and what they've decided. And not to mention, oftentimes you want to know about the outside because the outside can impact the inside. So when I do a condo townhouse inspection, I do the whole thing. So inside and out, I do the roof, I do the side, and I treat it just like a house, whether you own it or not. And I would say that's something, again, that I'm proud that we do at Housemaster Toronto because I feel like that does go above and beyond what a lot of the other home inspectors in the market do. And like I said, I don't want to guess. I don't want to, and I don't have time to review the status certificate. And oftentimes the status certificate isn't even given. By the time that I get to the inspection, they're still processing it, still being reviewed by the lawyer. By the way, for listeners out there, a status certificate is something you get whenever you buy a condo. It lets you know a lot of details about the condo, uh, both from the financial perspective and, and future repairs. But that's stuff that home inspectors don't have access to. So, Because I don't know what the status is going to say. I just treat a townhouse just like I would treat a regular home so I can help my clients make an informed decision. Oh, that sounds great. Thanks for explaining all of that so thoroughly. Touching on that, another type of property that people buy are pre-construction properties. And I hear a lot of home buyers out there skipping a home inspection on a pre-construction properties. In your opinion, is that a good idea or a bad idea, Michael? And why might somebody want to get a home inspection done on a new home or pre-construction property? 
Well, I hate to tell anybody that, that their idea is a bad idea, but I am very confident to say that it's a good idea to get a home inspection on any property. For the reasons that I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you just want to know the current condition of the home. And that goes for an old home, and that goes for a new home. That goes for a home that you're going to have full ownership over, and that goes for a condo that you only have part ownership over. So for a new home, it's no different, and there is an added benefit. And I'll get to that benefit in just a second. But to tell you why you might want to get it done on a pre-construction is because sometimes builders miss things. I'm sure that sometimes that there's bad builders out there that are trying to pull one over on their clients. But more often than not, most builders out there are, are honest people trying to do an honest day's work, and they take great pride in their work. But we all make mistakes. And there's things out there that they just forget or get done wrong or don't get completed. On new construction, I've seen insulation in the attic just totally forgotten. There's no insulation in the attic at all, okay? I've seen windows that all the exterior windows are uncocked. That is a major water damage issue waiting to happen and a potential structural problem for the home buyer. A couple of days ago, this isn't brand new. This isn't brand new, but this is a two-year-old home. So even a two-year-old home, maybe worse than a new construction, people don't want to do it on it. a two-year-old home because they're like, hey, two years old, it's virtually new. What can go wrong? I went down into the basement to check on the furnace and it was leaking all over the floor. The condensate line had gotten backed up with some kind of debris, looked like maybe pet hair or, or some other kind of fuzz in there. And it was leaking into the compartment, into the, the burner chamber, onto the floor, It was all over the utility room floor. These are all things that I catch. There's also things that home inspectors catch that building inspectors missed. A big pushback from the seller's agent or the builder is, hey, this passed the building inspection. Well, building inspectors, just like most builders, they're not trying to do a bad job, but they have a finite amount of time and they make mistakes. They maybe catch the big fish, but they miss some of the smaller things. I've seen gas meters right next to air conditioners. That's a potential fire hazard because it can ignite any gas that might be coming out of that gas meter regulator. I've seen where furnaces are emptying right next to a window. So their exhaust line coming out the side of the house is, is essentially right next to the window. So it could just suck right back into the window, potentially kill someone with carbon monoxide. So these are things both from a cost perspective, making sure that you actually get the the house you bought pre-construction gets done. And then also to make sure that there aren't any safety concerns that may, may have gone overlooked. And then there's the last thing that I mentioned, the added benefit. If you're buying a new home in Ontario, with very little exception, it has to carry the Terion warranty. And there are a few exceptions for that that we don't need to get into. But by and large, if you're buying new construction, it's coming with the Terion warranty. The Terion warranty is broken into different phases. And it is up to you as the new owner and purchaser of that property to inform the builder and Terion of deficiencies before certain deadlines, or those things are not going to get corrected. The other reason to get a home inspection on a new property is to help you, to assist you. As you mentioned, Sean, as a new home buyer 
Well, it sounds like you might have been buying a resale home that was maybe a little older with that chimney that was leaning. But if you are a new homer, you don't know building code. You don't know the problems that you don't know. <laughs> you know, you don't know what you don't know. And so one thing that a home inspection can really help you with is finding out those things you don't know so that you can have them corrected and you can meet those deadlines before it's too late. Tarion, it covers everything for one year. You have one year to let Terrion and the builder know everything that you have found that is deficient. If you don't let them know within that year, you will not get it. So have us help you by doing an inspection on your new home. I couldn't have said it better myself. Thanks so much for explaining that, Michael. Now, touching on that as well, in red-hot real estate markets like Toronto, many people are deciding to skip a home inspection just as one less condition to have and to better their chances of getting a property. But as you pointed out, that can be very risky. So perhaps you can discuss a way that somebody can still get a inspection done. When I was working with my realtor, she mentioned getting a pre-inspection done. So perhaps you could touch on that and talk about how often people take advantage of that and how that works exactly. Yeah, of course. Well, the Toronto real estate market is hot and it has been picking up steam, but it's not quite as hot as it was a couple of years ago. So I'm going to go back in time for just a minute. And certainly a couple of years ago, people were just waving the inspection clause. They felt an incredible amount of pressure. Prices were climbing so fast and so high that people felt if they didn't buy, they were going to miss their opportunity to get in the market. You know, I got X amount of dollars to purchase a home. If I wait even a year, that won't be enough for a down payment. So I have to buy now. And a lot of people felt that. So it kind of fed this feeding frenzy. And because of that, many buyers were coming to the table. And so some people skipped the home inspection altogether. Well, the government changed some rules and there was a cool down. And that cool down led to a more balanced market now. And it's not quite as hot and heavy as it was. But coming away from that period, we heard the horror stories about people who went into those kind of deals and wound up with lemons. And they bought homes that had leaks they bought homes that had problems. They bought homes that cost them money. And since that time, I think that it's become less of a norm for people to go in without the inspection clause. Now, of course, it still goes on. And when it does, people are taking on a certain amount of risk. But there's a way to have your cake and eat it too. And I think that's what you're alluding to with a buyer's inspection pre-offer. That's not to be confused with a pre-inspection because a pre-inspection, typically when people call something a pre-inspection, this is an inspection that a seller has purchased to present to potential buyers when they sell their home. But to do an offer as a, for, as a buyer, to do an inspection pre-offer, that is a way that you can go in, you can have the benefit of getting an inspection, have the benefit of finding out the true condition of the home and then being able to go into offer night and make that offer without that inspection clause. And why can you do it without the inspection clause? Because you've already had the inspection done. And I would say that's becoming more and more common. It's something that I would say more experienced real estate agents do on a more frequent basis and advise their clients to do. And I've had two people just in the last month that were be able to go into competitive situations 
on homes that were underpriced for their value or that were very appealing because of the benefits they offered. I remember one of them was a very, very well done three unit property in downtown Toronto with great access to transit that they knew that many buyers were coming to the table. And so that agent very wisely contacted me several days before that offer night. And she was able to get the inspection, get it back within 24 hours or less, talk it over with her client, make sure that they were confident with where it fell short. Because like I said, no home is perfect. And then go into that offer night and present a very, very attractive offer. And part of that attractive offer was that there was no inspection clause. Funny thing about that story is that while I was doing the inspection, because they were still taking offers, there were two other real estate agents that came through on a showing during the inspection. And those agents tried to buy my inspection report from out, on, out from under my other real estate agent. <laughs> that, of course, is I only have one client at a time. And that is part of the ethical standards that I have as a home inspector and part of being a member of the Ontario Association of Home Inspectors is that we only have one client at a time unless we get written permission from that client. But I share it with you because it shows you that there was a good idea that one real estate agent had. And then as soon as another real estate agent saw that, they're like, oh my, why didn't I think of that? We're going to get screwed on offer night. And they did. They lost it. They lost it to her. Wow. Thanks so much for sharing that story. And definitely speaking from personal experience, I would say that most definitely it makes sense to always get a home inspection done on properties. I mean, the worst case scenario is that you make an offer on the property and you don't end up getting the property. But for the cost of the inspection, I definitely think that it's money well spent because your home is most likely the single biggest purchase of your lifetime. And if you do end up skipping that home inspection and you do end up getting the property, it can come back to haunt you later on. And it can cost you tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of dollars in a worst case scenario. So I don't think it's worth being penny wise, pound foolish in that situation. I definitely think it's worth going ahead with the home inspection. So that's the first point that I want to mention. And sometimes I see Michael, that people, when they go into a property, the sellers get a home inspection done. So as you mentioned, a pre-inspection. So what's your opinion on whether the home buyer should get their own separate home inspection done? Just thinking about it logically, I, I would like to trust the seller's home inspection, but just for the peace of mind and the fact that I would be their client, I would think that it would make sense to also get a home inspection done myself. What are kind of your thoughts on that? I'm a bit biased as a home inspector myself. I think that A, everybody should get a home inspection on every property. I think that every house being sold should have a pre-inspection from the seller, personally. Part of the benefits that we mentioned earlier for a buyer, there's benefits for the seller, like disclosure benefits, helping reduce negotiation, helping to demonstrate the true condition of the home to protect you from potential liability concerns down the road, that a pre-inspection is just a smart idea. That being said, because not everybody gets a pre-inspection and that not all pre-inspections are created equal, I think that if, if all pre-inspections were, if every home sold had a pre-inspection, there would be more of a consistency in the inspections that we saw out there. But because they're not, 
I think that sellers pick and choose their inspectors based on what best presents to the home. And while I do a very large amount of pre-inspections as part of my overall business, higher than the norm from looking at the numbers across the country from other Housemaster franchisees, I, I, I do the most percentage-wise pre-inspections. I treat it just like I would treat a buyer's inspection, but I sometimes go in as a buyer's inspector and see a pre-inspection, and I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus specifically, but it's not infrequent that I find a very slim, very reduced inspection. Like I've seen just these one-pagers that are being presented as a home inspection, and essentially they're just like a a feature sheet or a fact sheet on what the home is built out of. You know what I mean? And it, it gives you no understanding of the condition of the home. A home inspection has to, according to ASHI standards, CAPI standards, OHI standards, it tells you what the material makeup of the home is, but also what the condition of those elements are. What I would advise your clients is when you're looking at a pre-inspection, is it giving you that information? And if not, we'll then definitely get a home inspection of your own. If it is giving you context and it is giving you the condition, I guess that you have to verify if you think that that is true. Now, to flip onto the other side of the fence, I've definitely seen home inspection reports where I've come in and the buyer thinks that the seller's inspection was kind of overstating things. And they wanted me to come in to maybe confirm or deny whether this issue was as severe as the seller's inspector thought. And sometimes I do. And for that buyer's agent, they just lost that sale because, <laughs> because that was not what they wanted to hear from to make the sale. I, I, ultimately, I think that they want their buyer to find the right home for them. And that's how they built their business with happy clients. So they are working in the best interest of their client. But it's all to say that in that case, the seller's inspector with his pre-inspection, he was actually honest and therefore you can trust. It. And then there's somewhere in between where there's, there's things that are missed or overlooked or maybe done too quickly that it can be worth getting a buyer's inspection. Without condemning all pre-inspections, I would say that pre-inspections have to be taken with a grain of salt. And if you do think that it's not giving you the information you need, or you think you can't trust that information, well, then you definitely should be looking to get an inspection of your own. Perfect. Thanks so much for explaining that. And lastly, an important point I wanted to touch on, what are some important questions to ask when you're looking to hire a good home inspector like yourself? Oh, well, thank you very much. There's about four different categories that I tell people that they should ask about when they're hiring a, a home inspector. First and foremost, you want somebody who is reputable and is trained. So you should ask them about their training and you should ask them about their reputation. And I put those in the same category because there's no licensing in Ontario as of right now. It's a bit of an issue and we've made steps. The Ontario Association of Home Inspectors acting on behalf of the greater good of all home inspectors in Ontario is trying to get licensing in place, but the government is dragging their feet. Until that happens, we don't know who's qualified and who isn't. Now, there's certain ways that you can verify somebody's qualifications. I am a certified home inspector, for example, and I'm certified through an established education 
body. It's called the National Institute of Building Inspectors. It's been around for decades. It was founded in the mid 80s by my franchise, the Housemaster, but they teach inspectors outside of the Housemaster franchise system. And their level of training is deemed licensable in other states that have licensing. Okay. Is your home inspector certified? We are. But because there's different things people call certified, people call verified, registered, licensed, it's also important to know about the reputation. Just because they're certified, are they going to do a good job? When were they certified? Are they recertified? Do they after have to be recertified? But knowing what the reputation is, that's important. You can do that by asking friends and family, realtors that you work with, colleagues if you're a realtor, your realtor colleagues, but also you could go online and read their reviews. I would say typically that's a really good way. If somebody has a fair number of reviews and those reviews are overwhelmingly positive, well then you're probably in good hands. Also read the details. What does it say? Why are they positive? Is it positive because they were cheap and inexpensive and fast? Or is it because they were thorough and found things that you didn't know about? and saved you money because you were able to negotiate price down. Reading those reviews, actually digging in, that's a good way. Next off, you might wanna ask if they're insured. Believe it or not, because there's no licensing, insurance is not a requirement for home inspectors in Ontario. So really the only requirement is that you call yourself a home inspector and you have a phone number. But there's no, since there's no regulation, you can be uninsured. And if you're working with a cheaper outfit, maybe they're cheaping out by not getting insured, okay? That could be a major liability for you as a realtor or as a home buyer. That could be a, a liability for you as a listing agent or as a seller, letting someone in your house who's uninsured. What if they damage something? What if they kill somebody? What if they kill themselves? You know, who's gonna be on the hook? You wanna ask about insurance. The next thing I, I ask people is, how do they guarantee their service? This goes with reputation a little bit is how do they guarantee their service? Does your company stand behind their inspection? Do they put it in writing? It's worth asking, how do you guarantee your service, a home inspector? I also think it's valuable to ask them what kind of tools they bring. Do they bring the right tools? Now, the best tool that I bring is myself, my knowledge, my experience, but I bring a moisture meter. I bring an infrared camera. I bring two different size ladders. I bring various thermometers and tape measures and levels and things that can help me assess things in a home. Even something as simple as a drain stopper helps me test sinks better. Do they bring the right tools? And do they charge for those tools? And last but not least, what's your report quality like? Is it digital? Is it a tick box report? Do you deliver it online? Is it uploaded to a secure server with password protection? These are things that all things that Housemaster offers that sets us above our competitors and I think offers better value. When I deliver a computer-generated report, most of my reports are between 40 to 60 pages long for a standard home and include anywhere from 40 to 60 photographs describing the different defects I found. The actual writing is not just like little chicken scratch notes. It's typewritten in a computer-generated report with full sentences and often paragraphs describing the defect and what can be done to correct it. There are many defects out there that can't just be summed up in a few words or a couple of sentences and demand more attention. By working with someone who has the right tools, the right computer, and the right report software to generate these type of reports, you can get better value by getting a report that'll actually 
help you and something you can hold on to for the future. Great. Well, thanks so much. I think my listeners are very well equipped now to know the right questions to ask home inspectors. So thanks again. Well, Michael, it's been great having you on the show. Before I let you go, is there anything of interest that you're working on that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, thank you for asking. I'm very active in social media. I welcome your listeners to uh, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's uh, Michael Schmidt, T-O. That's Michael Schmidt with a D-T and then an extra T-O at the end. Or you can just find me. You can find those links to those various platforms on housemastertoronto.com. Or call me for an inspection at 416-MASTER-1. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Earn Your Mortgage Podcast. Besides being a podcast host, I'm also an independent mortgage broker. If you or anyone you know, family, friends, co-workers, or neighbors could ever use any unbiased mortgage advice or a second opinion, feel free to reach out. Email me at Sean, that's S-E-A-N, at burnyourmortgage.ca or call or text me at 647-867-3711 for a free mortgage consultation. Also, be sure to head on over to www.burnyourmortgage.ca and sign up for my free weekly newsletter. As a small token of my appreciation, you'll be able to download my ultimate mortgage checklist on choosing the perfect mortgage. I look forward to hearing from you and helping you with all your mortgage needs. Once again, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Burn Your Mortgage Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave a rating. Until next time, happy mortgage burning.